Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Kip and J.J. Louie are a married couple who make music. They released their second album together earlier this year. It's an homage to the state they call home. And yes, it's called Show Me State. Its songs take us from Lesterville, Missouri, in the state's southeast corner, all the way to the Eads Bridge. A barge is making its way down the river. That's the scene from on high Heading westbound Approaching St. Louis The stars are gleaming In the waters below Kind of blue Playing quiet and peaceful I'm driving Welcomes me home These are my streets This is my town Especially after sundown Soon to the North Forest Park And that is Eads Bridge After Dark from Kip and J.J. Louie's new album, Show Me State. They call it a love letter to St. Louis. And joining us today to talk about this song and that album are J.J. and Kip Louie. So, J.J. Louie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. What a pleasure. Thanks for having us. And Kip Louie, uh, welcome. Howdy, howdy. Hello, hello. So, Kip, I understand you wrote Eads Bridge After Dark, and I can almost picture you driving the streets alone. Was this inspired by a particular evening out there on the streets? Uh, you know, it was. I was driving home from a, from a gig one night on the, on the east side, um, and uh, I was driving over the bridge, and, uh, you know, the song sort of evokes those feelings that um, St. Louis is a... It's a complicated place. I've lived here most of my life, but I've always, in the back of my mind, kind of wanted to do something that was almost a Valentine to St. Louis, you know, because there's so much that's good here in addition to the the challenges we face. And that song is kind of my homage to to St. Louis. And JJ, what about you? Do you share that same love for St. Louis where you're ready to give it a Valentine? I do, because um, I'm actually a transplant from the Quad City area. Interestingly enough, Kip's entire family was born where I'm from. He was the only Louis born here in St. Louis, so the fact that we met here and I stayed here and started my family has a, a big part of my heart. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that sentiment. So you guys are Iowans. Um, you have deep Iowa lineages, even if you are now St. Louisans. Um, That's right. I have to ask, Indeed though, we do. I, I feel like there's a lot of St. Louisans who have a deep love for St. Louis, but they have much more complicated feelings about Missouri. Uh, Kip, is that true in your case? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a complex place, uh, Missouri, right? Um, from viewed from any vantage point, there's there's a lot going on here. The 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 history of uh, St. Louis alone is very storied and uh, complicated. Yeah, mm-hmm. Think, things to be proud of, things not to be proud of. I think that's a fair assessment. So I was talking to uh, I was talking to Kip about what inspired this particular song, but JJ, I'm interested in the bigger picture. What inspired the idea of sort of an American rock opera set all across the state of Missouri? Well, it really is. Uh, The character stories of it, uh, for Missouri, they're current, but they're very real. And it's a slowed-down pace. 
that makes you take a little drop of that sea of Missouri and see that we're really part of the whole big picture. Um, but just taking the microscope and bringing it down into that one tiny piece. But then you're right, it does kind of cover a broader spectrum, the whole state of Missouri, but it's a very complex state. So we take that one little drop and drop it in the sea of Missouri because there's a lot. <laughs> and tell us, you, you mentioned uh, this idea of character stories. What do you mean by that? Well, well we've spent um, a lot of time uh, camping in Mark Twain National Forest, getting outdoors. And it's the people that we meet. It's the people that approach us that we meet, um, listening to them, uh, telling their stories, and and just how we're all really connected in that sense. Uh, So it really is just kind of a one-on-one, and then, you know, the the songwriter's pen that allows you to kind of go with that and and expand on that story. Hmm. So, Kip, does each one of these songs have a real-life counterpart out there somewhere, even if the song ends up changing form many times before it becomes a piece of art? Right. So a couple of the songs are based on my own personal experiences, but I would say a good nine or ten of them are just sort of... um, characters that I, I, I created and uh, they're, they're, be- they're based on people I've, I've met or, or have known or who are actually close to me. And um, so it, like I think of the record as almost a collection of uh, short stories, which each song representing its own chapter. Hmm. So these are maybe linked stories. It's not like you're suddenly in Iowa for one of them. The Missouri part draws it all together. Missouri is the backdrop. Yeah, and uh, the, the characters are expressing personal stories, but they're also um, <clears throat> kind of universal, is, is how I wrote them. And, uh, you know, it, the whole thing came about because uh, I I just finished writing a song on the record called Defiance, which is set in the town of Defiance, Missouri, which is not too far from here. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a place that has captured my imagination since I was young. I, even as a teenager, I'm like, what a cool name, Defiance. I want to live in Defiance. Right? <laughs> so it, it wasn't the town of Defiance so much that captured you as a teen. It was the idea of Defiance, the name of Defiance. Precisely. Exactly right. Yep. So, um, and, and and then, you know, uh, the, the current fellow... Um, who occupies the White House, kind of got me thinking about, uh, well, I was feeling sort of political, but I didn't want to just write political songs like that were very overt and kind of on the nose. And that, that I didn't want to be that obvious. So I decided to sort of do some social commentary um, through these characters that I created. And, and one of them lives in Defiance, Missouri, and he's kind of talking about his life and his family and um, the town. Hmm. Now, I will say um, that, like the the Defiance Missouri on my record is not necessarily the the, the real Defiance Missouri. I took some artistic liberty. Mm-hmm. Defiance remains for you more an idea than than the literal <laughs> place. Yes, ma'am. So, as you mentioned, this is a, a political album. You have some some thoughts about our president and, and about the political situation. And I do want to play a song here now for our listeners that hits that home. This song is called Mid City Lumber.
And that is Mid-City Lumber from the album Show Me State by J.J. and Kip Louie. Um, Kip, you wrote this one as well. Um, what is the inspiration behind the, the character story here? Um, well, so she's uh, an Iraq war widow trying to raise her daughter by herself in uh, the town she grew up in, which is Jefferson City, Missouri. Um, and uh, it's just about you know, the, the, the challenges she faces, she's barely making it, even though she's working full time at her at her job at Mid-City Lumber, um, you know, trying to raise a kid on your own. And then she feels like the politicians across town, you know, um, they, they feign uh, anger and outrage, but uh, it, it sure feels like they don't really care about her or uh, what she might be experiencing or what millions like her might be experiencing. It's interesting. It's a really catchy song, and it, it kind of brought to mind for me um, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA, that this is, is played often as this rah-rah, go America kind of anthem, even though there's something much different going on within that track. Do you think that the politics in here are going to be subtle enough that it might appeal to people who, who don't even realize what they're rocking out to? I, I sure hope so. You know, I, I'm a humanist at heart, and, um, you know, I I have politics and um I, I don't shy away from them but as a as a singer and a songwriter and a, an entertainer I, I don't really want to wear that on my sleeve or or stick my finger in other people's eyes you know i hope to just if there's if there's um social policy i find um uh unpleasant you know or, or isn't really working for us as as a people um i want i want to show that rather than than tell that so i'm showing it through this character and her plight and her situation, which I think, again, a lot of people can um, uh, can sympathize with right now. JJ, you also wrote a couple of the songs on this album. What are some of the Missouri places you found yourself being inspired by or, or name-checking in these songs? Uh, absolutely. So when I first moved to St. Louis, there was a wonderful jazz spot that uh, Kip and I visited. And I've always wanted, I'm a folky and blues person by nature, but I always wanted to write a jazz song. And I was truly inspired uh, being in St. Louis. And I, I wish I could remember the name of the place. I'm absolutely certain it's Sproul's, not even. I think. Sproul's, I think the name yes, of it was Sproul's. And it was on the north side. Okay. Sproul's. Um, it was such a great place. And I wanted to mix a little bit of that into um, a song that I could play. I just wanted to take a stab at a jazzy number, and that's what God blesses. And it, and it just turned out so well um, with John Horton um, and Carl on piano. They really just made that song come to life. Uh, so a little inspiration, yeah, from, uh, from St. Louis on that aspect. So it sure. seems like you guys just have this great collaboration. Um, you're working off each other's ideas, and it comes together as this unified whole. I have to ask, Kip, how did you first meet? Well, um, <laughs> so I was actually taking my nephew, who had just turned 21. I was taking him out to an open mic because he was sort of a budding guitarist and um, a singer, and and he wanted you know some public places to play. So I, I took him to this this establishment that I knew, uh, Frederick's Music Lounge. It's closed now, mm. um, run by the lovely and talented Fred Friction. Uh, but so I, I took my, my nephew there, and um, at the open mic was this this uh, really sort of intriguing, beautiful woman with a, with a, a cool <laughs> voice. And uh, I was a single man at the time, so um, I kind of introduced myself to her after she was done performing. And uh, 
I said, you know, I'd, I'd really love to play some music with you sometime. And, and it was sincere, you know. I, I, and, and, and JJ, and we, at, that, at that point in your um, <laughs> open mic career, were you tired of hearing that pickup line? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe just a little. But, it, you know, in all truth, we actually did have more of a professional relationship to start with. Uh, we literally started playing music together and practicing and getting a few songs together, um, okay. you know, professionally yeah. before we romantically evolved. <laughs> and were you so, musically? You were kind of on the same page from the get-go? Oh, you know, no, I loved that. Oh, you, you take this one, babe. Well, I just, you know, Jay has her own kind of style and aesthetics as a songwriter, and so do I. But there's a, you know, on our Venn diagram, there's a there's a place where the ovals sort of overlap, and, and we create music in that place, if that makes Mm-hmm. No, that, that totally does. So you were able to find that overlap and, and get in that groove fairly easily from the get-go. Is, is that fair to say, JJ? Uh, it is. I, I really want to say that I, I learned quite a bit from Kip, and the music industry from where I was from was not quite as uh, thriving um, when I moved down here. So I, I learned quite a bit um, in regards to the songwriting process, because I certainly had my own style um, but working with Kip, I, I want to say that I really learned um, a little bit more of bluegrass, a little bit more country, a little bit um, more of your standard 3.5-minute song. So it, so it kind of kept me in check as well. But I did learn quite a bit when we first met. So, so yeah, we gelled, but it was a learning process for mm. both of us, for sure. Now, I understand in addition to now having these two albums together, you also have a seven-year-old. Um, Kip, has that collaboration been just as smooth and easy as, as these two albums? <laughs> <laughs> um, our son, Max, who, who we love and adore. Um, you know, Max is, is a smart little guy, and uh, he's already um, uh, pushing boundaries. And uh, A seven-year-old you know, should. There'd be something wrong think- if he wasn't yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, so we're, you know, we are we are parents raising our our son, and we both have fairly serious day jobs. In addition, I'm a I'm a teacher at at uh, Lindbergh High School with the the special school district, mm. and uh, and Jay manages a uh, a dental office. So um, music is kind of something we pursue in stolen moments of our lives, but it's it's front and center for us, and it's a real passion. And if you go to our um, our band camp website uh you'll find the record there that's uh as well as uh, many other albums that i've released over the years because i've done sort of a a veteran of st louis music scene i've been been doing this a while and i've released albums under different band names and stuff um this is jj's uh first record really um she had some songs that i just loved and i'm like wow we're we're long overdue for recording some of your songs babe so that's so, uh, so. This is your songwriting debut, even though you previously performed um, on the other album, JJ. Yes, yes. So definitely a songwriting uh, debut. And just to shoot back about Max a little bit, he's definitely involved in the process. He uh, has a few songs written about him on this current album and the last album. It's pretty obvious. It's called Little Max, which is one of my favorites. Um, but he plays drums as well. So we're kind of hoping that he'll kind of fall into being able to play with us in a, in a professional capacity sometime soon. So he's both a collaboration and inspiration, and maybe he'll be part of the band. That's, that's so exciting. And I want to thank <laughs> you both for joining us today. Uh, JJ Louie, thank you so much. Great, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And Kip Louie, thank you. Thank you, ma'am. 
This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWME. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.